Welcome to the Love Letters to Poe podcast. I'm Sarah Krokel-Smith, publisher and editor-in-chief, bringing you wonder and terror, romance and horror in this gothic fiction magazine. Each week, I'll be sharing a new gothic story or poem from the pages of Love Letters to Poe. You can find the original stories and poems, author interviews, your free copy of the magazine's inaugural issue, and much more at loveletterstopoe.com. Today's gothic poem is titled Corporate Culture, read by the author Robin Pond. This poem can be found in Volume 1, Issue 7 of Love Letters to Poe. I hope you enjoy this haunting tale. Corporate Culture by Robin Pond In an office dingy dreary, stand two workers battle weary, in the grip of a righteous anger, feeling a need to intervene. Pouring coffee into mugs with apologetic shrugs, grinding up their poisonous drugs, planning action most obscene. Heartless, psychopathic, deadly, and clearly most of all obscene. Brewing murder yet unseen. Ravencorp is now dehiring, faced with almost certain firing, which they find quite inspiring. They are led to stage this scene, taking action out of fear to save their pitiful career. Neither even sheds a tear for Jim, the man they now demean. Knowing well his usual habits, his desire to imbibe caffeine, brewing murder yet unseen. Our friend Jim is always working while the threat of change is lurking. Never for a moment shirking smirks Stan, the man who's tall and lean. Always here by eight or nine, making sure the books are fine. Carefully crafted bottom line, he knows what the numbers mean. Upright, neat, and clean. Work and life are both pristine. Hardest worker ever seen. He attacks his every duty like it were a thing of beauty, keenly performing every duty, dealing with well-worn routine. And his life he is arranging while the world around keeps changing, oblivious to looks we're exchanging, corporate intrigue unforeseen. Stan observes contemptuously and with considerable spleen, hardest worker ever seen. How the time relentlessly passes, loves the opiate of the masses, never wondering if the glass is empty, full, or in between, always feeling the need to share, even though we clearly don't care, every vacation, when and where, with his kid and his wife, Kathleen, boring us with numerous pictures of his kid and his wife, Kathleen, even pictures of their cuisine. He may have the best intent, but it's hard not to resent how the man remains so content with his castle and his queen. Lacking in imagination, crying out for exploitation, given all this provocation, we'll just have to intervene. Carrie adds while scrubbing the counter, bringing it to a glistening sheen, at the risk of seeming mean. Ready now to hatch their plot? With the poison they have brought, They have polished off the pot, thoroughly rinsing till it's clean. Sour-faced Carrie snorts and sits, having ground the cherry pits, eager to see them give Jim fits, and seeming just a bit too keen. We can certainly always count on Jim's predictable routine. He will come for his caffeine. Stan then takes another sip as the brew begins to drip. Smiling Carrie licks her lip while looking terribly serene. When it's either him or you, it is clear what you must do. 
Murder might be quite taboo, but this is neither evil nor mean, Stan says, waiting for Jim's arrival. Regular as he's always been, he will come for his caffeine. Carrie sighs and drains her drink, putting her mug down in the sink, trying hard not to not overthink her attitude quite sanguine. Though the task at hand might chafe, it's the way to keep us safe, knowing we will only be safe when no choice exists between both of us and our friend Jim when he's no longer to be seen, gone and never to be seen. They're not able to say more. Jim's now standing at the door, standing just inside the door of the Raven Corp Caffeine. Come right in, our good friend, says Carrie, sensing the planned end. Unseen attack he can't defend. We acknowledge you've always been hardest working member of our team. Motivated and madly keen. Best damn worker ever seen. Stan says, we've just brewed a pot. Drink it quickly while it's hot. But replies Jim, I think not. I was here earlier at 2.15. I arrived a bit before, knowing what you had in store. Having hacked your monitor, I slipped in here without being seen. What you're drinking I brewed then, a mixture of coffee and with ground codeine. Fifty tablets of codeine. From the emails I've been scanning, it's been clear what you've been planning. With the flames of doubt you're fanning, fanning and pouring on gasoline. Frankly, you both make me sick with your actions politic, your self-serving rhetoric. I know what you really mean. Dog eats dog here on this team, since Raven Corp must now be lean. Corporate intrigue unforeseen. Carrie proclaims with a struggling gasp, her voice reduced to a scratchy rasp. I'm not sure I fully grasp what it is you actually mean. Then though she vomits in the sink, remnants of coffee she's had to drink, too confused to even think, muttering words and retching between, retching as if to expel her stomach, intestine and spleen, feeling like she's turning green. Jim replies, I'm deep in debt, burdened by things we had to get, home, two cars, the internet, my line of credit's obscene. Trying not to appear too smug as he watches the effects of the drug, adding with an apologetic shrug, I discussed it with Kathleen, beautiful wife, soulmate and queen, my lovely lifetime partner Kathleen, love of my life and truly my queen. Since we have a gorgeous daughter, while the years flowed on like water, we've been doting on our daughter, me and my lovely wife Kathleen. Checking debts and cash flow nightly, still I've borne my burdens lightly, greeting each new day quite brightly, showing up to work so keen. Slavishly toiling, buried in debt, with mortgages and multiple liens. Hardest worker ever seen. Stan attempts to clear his head, fighting back the nausea and dread, fearing he will soon be dead, yet angrier than he's ever been. Breathing so labored he can't talk, and so confused he can barely walk. He remains in total shock. Feeling Jim's actions are overly mean. Hoping there might be someone somewhere, someone who could intervene, some new savior yet unseen. Stan refrains from taking more sips as the new coffee rhythmically drips, staring at Carrie's bluish lips, sensing the blade of the guillotine. Feeling overwhelming fatigue, he regards his murderous colleague. Fully admiring this new intrigue he had not at all foreseen. 
wondering if an afterlife might actually be more serene, hoping for a savior yet unseen. But there comes no passerby, no witness to watch these workers die. Feeling the symptoms intensify, they succumb, overdosed on codeine. Stan and Carrie slowly fall, collapsing by the lunchroom wall. Far too weak to even crawl, no savior coming to intervene. Wondering what they could have done, wondering what they might have been. Saddest workers ever seen. I am absolutely sure with you both gone, my job's secure. See, my motives are actually pure. It's nothing personal or mean. Solemnly, Jim watches them die without the hint of a tear in his eye, saying as one not given to lie, at least you've made the room quite clean. Hoping to conceal nefarious misdeeds, you've completely scoured the canteen, rendering the room totally pristine. I remember there was a time when we'd consider murder a crime, when the biggest struggle was overtime and employment was much more routine. Now our values have really changed. Morality's been rearranged. One-time friends are now estranged and survival's begun to contravene human decency, says Jim. And now that work's a different scene, keeping a job's become a tontine. If you enjoyed this work of fiction, please show your love by leaving a review. Never miss another story or poem by visiting loveletterstopoe.com forward slash join. And if you want the party to continue, I invite you to Prince Prospero's Masquerade over at patreon.com forward slash love letters to Poe. Until next time, embrace what lurks in the shadows. You never know what gothic adventure lay within.